Gregorian chant. There you go. <laughs> oh, it's because I brought out the Reverend. <laughs> All right, welcome to another beer brawl. This is Peter Kennedy of Simply Beer. Tonight is our 28th beer brawl, believe it or not. Uh, we managed to get through 28 of these. And, uh, or actually 27, this will be 28. And so tonight we're going to kill our livers and we're going to be doing nine Belgian quadruples. So uh, this should be an interesting night. So with us tonight, we have John from Hunterdon Distributing, back for the third one. Yeah, probably. Third one. And uh, we have Kevin from the Liquor Outlet. This is your fourth one, maybe? Fifth? Fifth? Sixth? I don't know. Yeah. Lost count. You're regular now. I see, I see a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have uh, Jim from the uh, Beer and Whiskey Brotherhood, which is a fairly new blog, right? Yeah, we've been around for a few months. A few months. Yeah. It's a good blog. I know you guys are starting to get a lot of traction. Yeah, it's starting it. to, yeah, it's, it's, people seem interested in it, and it's uh, so far so fun. And, it's, and you it's run cool. that with your, your brother Don. Yeah, my, my brother Don, who lives in Idaho, so we're almost bi-coastal, if he would push himself out a little further west. And, uh, you just need that big earthquake to happen. Yeah, there, yeah, right. there you go. He's, yeah, the coast some, will come to him. Get some beachfront property in Idaho, right? There you go. There you go. And he, he mainly does the whiskey stuff, uh, and I do uh, the, the beer stuff. Cool. So. Well, it's nice to have you with us. It's good to have a... Uh, uh, a new set of opinions Thanks to go with uh, our old crusty ones now. A virgin. <laughs> <laughs> throw, throw them to the fire. <laughs> this is going to go terribly wrong. Shimam it up. Shimam it up. <laughs> <laughs> so these tonight we're doing, like I said, we're doing the quadruples, and they're really high alcohol beers. So we're talking at least 9% for all of these, up to 12 plus. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're, we're going to have to do small sips <laughs> tonight to get through. I saw the lowest listed one was 9.8. Yeah, yeah, and that's the uh, Oma Gang. I, I came uh, here with, with one question. What is a quad? What is a quad? <laughs> and it looks like I'm going home empty-handed. Well, no, I, I, may, I may have some light to shed on this. From my, my understanding is that double, triple, and quad, are all they are are an indication of strength. Right. Because when the monks first started brewing all, uh, all these styles, they just needed to separate it by what they should be drinking and what they shouldn't be drinking. Right. So basically, I mean, if you, if you, that is, if you triple or, you know, increase the amount of grains, double it or whatever, you're going to increase the alcohol with it because that's where the alcohol comes from. True. So, yes. Um, if you look at the uh, Beer Judge Certification Program guidelines, they don't actually recognize quadruple as a specific style. They kind of lump them in with the Belgian Strong Dark Ales, um, which most of these are. The uh, Rochefort 10, the Moyer, Malheur, Malheur, Malheur 12. <laughs> <laughs> when you need that pronounced, just point at John. Yeah. I, if you've listened to these podcasts before, you know I can butcher things pretty well. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm the king of butcher. <laughs> I help. I have <laughs> no <help>. phonetics. <laughs> the butcher of Bootin. Yeah. There you go. And we also have uh, St. Uh, Bernardus. 12, the Home Gang Three Philosophers, Avery the Reverend, the Sly Fox Ecor. Is that how you pronounce that? Ecor? Icor? Ecor? Ecor. Weyerbacher Quad. Icor. Um, <laughs> Dude CL, Rigor Mortis, and the uh, OSD 12, which is our grand. Oh, wait, we have one in the middle, don't we? The, uh, yeah, the Distress Panapel. Which was a. Uh, Say a gift from you, mm. <laughs> a donation <laughs> to a the pot, a donation to the cause, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we got that that Westy 12, which is actually an 06 
Westy. Oh, six. Mm. It's a, uh, a couple years old. Hopefully it's stood up to the test of time and we'll find that out. So without uh, further ado, we are gonna start with probably uh, out of the ones we have closer to one of the original quads. Um, they did originate out of the Trappist monasteries. Little background on the Trappist. There are nine Trappist breweries. There is six in Belgium, one in the Netherlands, and two, one or two in Germany. There's a, there was a, a ninth one added. Um, the one in Schenectady. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I was looking on the uh, the, the uh, Trappist authentication website uh, today, and uh, they listed nine abbeys. I always thought there was eight. But I always thought there were seven. Okay, well, <laughs> I didn't know you know what? The, I didn't know about the German There's ones. There's actually 150 Trappist right, monasteries, only... and they all could be eligible to make Trappist beers, assuming they follow a couple specific guidelines, <laughs> um, which is basically the monks have to control the making of the beer. Mm -hmm. The beer has to be non-for-profit. So anything that the monks make in um, and, and monetary value has to either go to the upkeep of the monastery, the equipment, making the beer, and then if there's any money left over, it goes to uh, charitable contributions. Are there any Are there any stipulations about purity or source of ingredients or any of that no, stuff? No, they don't find a, fall under Ryan Hutzkevud. Yeah. Now, has 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 anyone been to one of these? Monasteries? Has anyone seen one of these operations? Are they fairly sophisticated? Because, like, you look at Chimay, and they pump out a lot of beer. The, I've seen, the pictures I've seen, they look extremely modern, most of them. Because I see guys in robes with, like, casks and, like, wheeling old oxen-drawn carts and stuff. And so I'm something, something that's like the Westie would be like that. Yeah. Because it's, their production is so limited. Yeah, and they make uh, 500,000 cases of all the beer. And for the Westie, it's only 600. 160,000 that go to the twist, Westy 12 every year. So. And a lot of it stays with the monks, you know, of all the, the lower ones, like the patter or the, uh, would be considered a six or a blonde. So they, they brew a low, like four and a half, five percent, just for them to drink on a regular basis. Like for the kids. Yeah, for the kids. Yeah, like, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the German monks, they like to drink a big, strong Doppelbach. <laughs> so a couple things that you'll see out of these beers, as far as there will be color, which should be the towards the red, garnet, brown side. You're not going to find blonde quads uh, where you should really shouldn't. A um, lot of alcohol. It's not going to be hidden. Um, malty, uh, probably yeasty, fruity. Uh, even in some get towards like a, a rum kind of flavor or a port. So this one here, definitely very malty and fruity. Yeah, it smells wonderful. You know, Trappist Rochefort, um, I think that when I, when I think is like a handful of beers that I consider to be the best beers in the world, not, not to be too hype filled, but I, I think Trappist Rochefort, the, the balance in these beers are amazing. And the way that they can pack such a wallop but do it so smoothly and such, they're, they're really wonderfully crafted. Now, this brewery has been around since 1595. 
and there's only about 15 monks there. So it's, I mean, they don't have a huge staff. They're, they're, of, they're small too. Uh, of people making it. But, you know, this is one of these that you see everywhere. Yeah. Um, and you'll notice too that uh, in order to be an authentic Trappist brewery, you'll see the authentic Trappist seal somewhere on the bottle, either on the cap or on the label. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where you'll know it's actually an authentic Trappist um, product. There are some that are brewed by monasteries that aren't necessarily part of the uh, Trappist tradition or been incorporated into the, uh, the, the laws themselves. Yeah, it's, it's interesting with the, the Trappist Rochefords because um, one thing about these beers is when they hit your tongue, they dance, right? It's, it's very yeah. light, it's very playful. The, the effervescence is really, really nice. But the, the, the Trappist Rochefords, I'm, I'm familiar with the six, the 10, and the 12, as, or I'm sorry, the six, the, the eight, and the 10 as you go through them. This is the 10, and I actually prefer the eight. I think it's, it has a less of an alcohol finish to it. It's a better, it's a better balanced beer. I mean, this 10 is wonderful, and it's, uh, but it, the, the aftertaste of alcohol you get with this mm -hmm. sort of throws it out of balance a little mm -hmm. bit versus the eight, which is just I'm such still, a wonderfully balanced beer. <laughs> I'm still stuck on the smelling of it. I, yeah. I, I really love the way Yeah, it's got that really this good smells, it, you know, a lot of, the, the fruity herbal. Yeah. I don't know if maybe it's Figgy because I haven't had a lot of different things to eat today, but I almost got like a dusty flavor to it when I first tasted it. Like a, almost like a dusty quality mouthfeel. Yeah. It was very interesting. It's like a, it does taste kind of earthy. An earthiness, yeah. 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 yeah and, and Which is also very, it's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fruity. Yeah, and it's very yeasty. Dark fruit yeast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bread, it's, it's a, a, a bread flavor too in there. It's 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 a wonderful beer. Yeah. Now, uh, I like to. You'll notice that I have some notes here. What I like to do is not look at reviews before trying these things, <laughs> but I will print out what the website says about the beer to right. see if we actually agree with it or not. Mm. And mm -hmm. so basically, they say that. Um, a smell of brown sugar and uh, herbal phenols and licorice and cocoa. We kind of said fruity, malty, uh, maybe even a little yeasty. So, I mean, you can kind of get in there with. It, it with smells some of these. like a Trappist Rochefort ten. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> hey, wow! It is a Trappist Rochefort ten. So How about so that? So it's funny. spot on. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's that palate of mine. Nailed it. You know, and, and quite frankly, I don't think the alcohol is that big on this beer it's there but it's not major right. it's not yeah. huge i had i had a, another um quad last night which we're not drinking tonight but its alcohol presence was much more significant uh, this is an 11.3 what i was drinking last night was a 12 um, but uh, i think the alcohol is fairly well concealed for the amount of alcohol in this beer sure mm. it's it is very smooth um it is warming Mm. You know, but uh, and and a bit peppery after. If you don't take another sip for a little bit, you get a little bit of uh, pepper on your yeah. tongue. And yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of neat. With these, with the Trappist Rochefort, it's like as the weather gets colder, the number you choose should move up. So on the, <laughs> the, the, the is the that coldest, the official yeah, guideline? I think so. So the the coldest, the coldest, roughest days of winter, you know, to have one of these and, and such, you get that flavor, you get that earthiness, which is great to smell in the middle of the winter, but also you get that. That warmth in your chest, which I think is is kind of special, gets you in the subcockle. It, it, it warms your subcockle right up. Great word. Yeah. We haven't used the word bouquet yet. I'm in Mark's to, honor, I'm trying, I'm trying to avoid it. You know, 
Kind of has a bit of a, uh, a tart finish to it. I'm not really mm -hmm. getting tart. I'm not getting tart. more like Sour. earthy. And, like, to me, it's it's not necessarily tart, but maybe more of like a roasty. Something that gets I get a, right a here. dryness. Yeah, there's a bit of dryness. Yeah, something kinda... to balance out the sweetness. Yeah, but you also have that peppery too. And that kind of adds a bit of a spice quality. It's a very interesting beer. I mean, you know, we've now talked about this for a couple of minutes and we keep coming up with new adjectives. I mean, to me, yeah, that sounds like a complex yeah. beer. It does yeah. have you a know? wonderful bouquet. Yes. Well, the, the, yeah. There we go. Mark, <laughs> if you're listening, you know. There you go. <laughs> All right, so now on to the uh, Malheur, which as John hour. just so uh, <laughs> aptly told me means the bad hour. So we're just going to call it the bad hour yeah. because I can't pronounce it. Or the bad time. <laughs> I'm having a pretty good time. It's a very loose translation. There you go. So this is a 750 quart. It's also Mazel tov. Uh, pow. <laughs> a Belgian beer. And there we here go. She goes, here she goes. Here it's be Saved it. Mount Fulvius. Look at that, baby. So this here is a oh. cheers. <laughs> so, ding. So this here is a, a twelve percent. Bye. Wow. <laughs> Look at the, the stuff suspended in this beer. Yeah, I'm trying not to uh, Stir like it up my, too much. It's like my gasoline tank. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a good thing. <laughs> you need the tiger in your tank. <laughs> I've seen your car. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Right oh. away, caramel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. High alcohol. Caramel, dark yeah. fruit nose. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can really smell the alcohol off of this one, too. So this, this, this is one's a, not a Trappist. This is not a Trappist. Uh, it's a brewed in Belgian. It's, a, it's an, another ale, bottle conditioned. Basically, they say this has a shelf life of up to two years. I don't know, there's not really too much that they uh, listed on their website about this. But, uh, if we look at this, though, it's got a pretty, for a 12% alcohol beer, it's got a pretty significant head to it. Mm. You know, it's a ton of carbonation. Mm. We get, when we opened it, we saw it, you know, creeping out the top. You know, and as uh, Jim said, too, there's a lot of sediment floating around in here. We might have kicked a lot of it up, moving it. Up and downstairs a couple minutes ago, but uh, yeah, you know, got the, dates on the nose. Yeah, dates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's a pretty. That's a pretty. <laughs> that's a pretty intense beer. It's it a is caramel. really tight carbonation. Yeah, yeah. It, the caramel on this, the alcohol, the coffee, the the nuttiness to it. I'm trying to figure out what that aftertaste is. I taste honey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But it's something it's, it's else. Sort of a little bitter, and a peppery though. Peppery too, and yeah. there is a bitterness to it. I don't know if that's a hot bitterness. It doesn't it feel like a hot bitterness. In, it kind of, it kind of has that that um, like Hallertau hot bitterness to it. Hmm. Like you get on like a Pilsner. It dies back into that, that medicinal thing, and then it's yeah. it smooths itself out again. I get even more earthiness on this than I do on the Rochefort. More what? Earthiness. That, that kind of dusty flavor I was describing before, I, yeah. I get that on this This one too. is very strong. For me, now that I've had a couple of sips, the alcohol is really becoming really apparent in this beer. Mm -hmm. and uh, so, sometimes, it's, it's very strong. Sometimes I like that, but in this case, I think the alcohol paired with sort of the, the, the really, that, that, that datingness, the sweetness on it and such, throws this thing out of balance a little bit. There's not sort of, it doesn't feel, doesn't taste that grounded or something. Yeah. I, can, I can understand that, yeah. I, 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 I it's not that. as well balanced as the last one was. It, it needs to have more of a malt presence to it. Yeah. 
and, and maybe it's also a significant hot bitterness on the end, which, in, or my opinion, is a hot bitterness. The bitterness on the end is kind of enhancing that alcohol. Yeah, it's not masking it, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, full disclosure, I cheated a little bit, and I, I looked on the sheet here, I saw bitter coffee. And my thinking is maybe the bitterness you're tasting is from the coffee, but you can't taste the coffee because it's so hidden by the caramel, the honey, the dates. I, I, could, I could taste a little bit of coffee in there, right in between the, the caramel up front and then kind of towards the middle mouth. You know, you got a, a touch of coffee before it hit into that sweetness. Ah, looking at the sheet, rum. That's what I was tasting mm -hmm. in that finish. You get that, that coffee in there? Sorry. A little bit. I'm just <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, this might be a good one to come back to later. Yeah, in, maybe it needs to warm up a little bit. You know, it's, it's a little bit chilled right now. Mm -hmm. um, generally, if you, when you're drinking these quads, you, most of them will come in giant bottles. You know, for such a high alcohol beer, it's a little hard to drink. But you'll notice that if you start off cold, the, the, the flavor is going to change a lot. The one I was drinking last night actually said on the label, start at 45 degrees and enjoy it as it yeah. warms and, and, and appreciate the changes in flavors that you'll experience. My, my first foray into, into you know, big beers and craft beers and such was a Chimay Red, right? Mm -hmm. So nothing too exotic or whatever. It was there. It had a cork in it. I thought it, it looked funny or whatever. And so... Um, when I first drank it, it, it was just amazing. But what really surprised me about it is that over time, as it warmed in the glass and you're taking more, you know, taking more sips, the way the, the flavor blossomed and it changed. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it's fun to uh, to chase a beer through that flavor range to, to see it. And you know, it's it depends on the beer, I guess. But you can see the 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 head or the foam growing. You were, you, were, <laughs> you were joking about it being a living ale. You know, yeah, that no, thing's it's, alive. It's not only is it alive, it's angry. <laughs> <laughs> you opened me up. But it's one of these ones that's gonna creep. St. Bernardus out of 12. Okay, so next up, uh, we're doing the St. Bernardus to have a 12. This is another Belgian beer. Hmm. And we're dropping ourselves blue back down in alcohol, so we're going down to 10.5. There you go. So ease of drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody might be, might be allowed to swallow this one. It's like a Belgian light. You know? So <laughs> I've never had this, oh, but wow. it comes from Flanders. Have you ever had a Flanders red? New Jersey? I have. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Yeah. laughs> so I'm, I, I don't know if there's going to be any kind of um, wildness to this beer. Here we go again. Here it comes. This one's creeping. Uh, it's staying in check. Now this beer, I had a, you know, when I when I first got into big beers, I had this Belgian, this very blurry six months where I was really into Belgians, and uh, for for a period there. <laughs> Why was there, it blurry? <laughs> uh, because because they only come in really big bottles, and, and you gotta I dip your weed. Uh, in. Uh, yeah, I, right. and I really don't have any friends. So anyway, I. Uh, I would sit down and, and, and have a big bottle by myself every night. And uh, I went through a period there where St. Bernardus became my go-to, the St. Bernardus 12. This is, a, this is one of my... Oh, one so my you've favorites. had this before. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, this so is, is there of, any kind of sourness to this beer at all? You know, I never really detected it before. I just want you know, you know coming from that region, you know, it's historically, you know, one of these sources of, of wild yeasts, mm -hmm. you know, that makes some intense beers, so... You know, I don't know if they, they use that or not, but, uh, wow, it's a uh, pretty that? intense aroma. That's yeah. very fruity, like, um, super dry. What, what are you going to say? <laughs> Carry on, I'll, I'll wait till we're, mm. 
But I, 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 it, it kind of almost smells like a, a Flanders red. And I don't know if I want it to smell that way. I'm still getting a lot of those, you know, those raisins and figs. You know, they're still yeah. there. But it doesn't have the same kind of dark fruit that the Rochefort and the Mallard have. No, and it's got a very thin it's, it's mouthfeel. It's almost a lighter, yeah, it's almost it's, a lighter. It's a lighter color. Fruit color, yeah, yeah. fruit flavor. Yeah, it kind of gets into that light brown garnet. Generally, it's just brighter. And it's it's pretty clean, too. Mm. It definitely pops compared to the other two. Yeah. It pops, but it's got a hint of sourness to it. Yeah. Very slight, yeah. And, you and know, you like really a, get it in the sides, sides of your mm. mouth, right up here. A little bit dry. You know, it's not like um, a teeth licking sour, mm. you know, but it's, it's, it's like a slight sourness and it's not a tartness. You know, it, it, if you can distinguish the difference between tart and sour, this is more a little towards a sourness. It's not necessarily a sharp. The, uh, originally the St. Bernardus was St. Sixtus. And they had an agreement with, uh, with your buddies over there at West, West Blederen. And, um... From 1962 until 1992, St. Bernardus brewed the Westie. And then the monks said, we're taking it all back. The agreement ended, it was a third year agreement. And St. Bernardus said, well, no, we're on our own. We can't call our beer a Trappist anymore. For a while, they were still brewing under the St. Sixtus name. Hence the West Letter and uh, the still remains on the bottle, even though that is Abbey de St. Sixtus over there. Ah. But we'll approach that, that's not a later. But this is closely related to well, they, they say um, another thing they do with this beer is they uh, pump the water from a, a deep well. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they claim, I love claims, um, that the, it's rainfall water from the time of um, Joan d'Arc. That's interesting because I really thought you were going to say the time of Christ. Right. That would have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> what are the odds? You know, a bunch of monks. Well, oh, oh god, you guys are now, killing but, me. But how, how long did Jeanne d'Arc live? Because they've been brewing beer a lot longer than, than she was alive. I think. Some really old water, man. They collected. Yeah, there you go. They're, they're there using go. Charlemagne's water first. It was a big funnel down of water, right? So, Gaul's water. There you go. I'm fortunate enough that this is one of the few in the group that I've never had before, and. I'm pleasantly surprised at how unquad-like this beer really is. It's got, I mean, because of that light body, I mean, it's deceptive. And you don't get that big kind of, you know, I can have a snifter of this and that's about it. And this is very drinkable. Yeah, it is a very drinkable beer. And it, it, it's very different from the other two that we've had. And especially that little sour quality which I've been on a huge sour kick of late. It balances um, out that sweetness so nicely. It, it, it was enjoyable. What also, it also, this beer warms up very nice too. It's, it's a little bit chilled now, but, but if, if you were to go back to it, 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 the sweetness broadens a little bit and the whole thing gets a little bit earthier. It's, it's a really nice beer. I'm sure we will. All right, so now <laughs> we're gonna save our other two. Is this Belgian beer? Yes. Your, your pen pot? Yeah. All right, uh, so we'll save the last two Belgian beers for the last two beers of the night. And we're gonna move on to an American brewery, Brewery Oma Gang, which um, has strong ties to Belgium. <laughs> and sticking with a lot of traditional brewing um, mythologies, the same with Allagash. Why don't we have an Allagash 4 in here, by the way? I didn't have an Allagash 4, I drank it all. <sighs> 
<laughs> I should have brought mine then. <laughs> Some of these are just too good to be true, you know? Like, I was really looking forward to Victory V12, but uh, like I said, I didn't have any more. I had to. No, I drank that last night. <laughs> so, this here, uh, maybe it's not the best beer to put in the middle, but it's, uh, you know, what the heck. Uh, this is a uh, half quad, half cherry lambic. You know, on the nose, I'm, I'm, smell, I'm smelling Twizzlers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. This is a. This is a. So this yeah. is this Dangerous. is the lowest ABV beer of the night. It's nine point eight. Uh, it's made in New York, Cooperstown, New York. It's uh, it's going to be very different from the rest of them. You know, right off the nose. You know, you get cherry, woody. Caramel, chocolatey, a little bit rummy kind of notes. This is this is a rum cherry malt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's a rum cherry malt. That's I've exactly got a, what it is. I've got a so. bottle of uh, of rum down there that's uh, <laughs> cherry flavor. This is exactly what it smells like. It's it's a, it's a very nice aroma. Uh, the cherries aroma. aren't overwhelming in it, but they're, they're there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like you're smelling, you know, a bottle of maraschino cherries, you know. True. No, but you're smelling or, something or like that, that may have been countered one at some point. You know, but there's it, it also all the other flavors kind of come through. Yeah. I guess compared to the, the you know, the, the beer we just had, mm. it's a leap. Yeah. But oh, yeah. you're, you're right to say in, in, in a vacuum, it's, it's really not You know, that's that why we do, that's why we like to do a whole series of the same style of beer. I mean, because everything varies so drastically. And But what a, what a wonderful pairing this would be with, like, cherry pie or cherry cobbler. Or even something really chocolatey. Yeah. 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 I was so, simple so combination, but yeah. probably the flavor on this is quite different than what the aroma is. And in the flavor, you really kind of get a chocolate cherry flavor, mm. like a, um, a cocoa, bitter chocolate, dark chocolate, yeah. um, with a little bit of cherry. You know, it's it's mixed with a lambic. You can taste that sour on the back too, which is but it's not nice. it's not overwhelming, and it's barely there. Yeah. I don't know what the ratio is of their their mix here. But I imagine it's pretty high on, um, you know, the quad side and fairly low on the, or it's a very mild lambic. This kind of reminds me of, it, like, it's like a quad mixed with um, Ishtigam's uh, Grand Cru. Mm -hmm. You know, Ishtigam's Grand Cru has that big yeah, sour nose, but it's, well, it's, it's, got it's no sour exactly. taste to it. Exactly. It's, it's a sweet beer. Yeah. It's, it's a, a sweet. It's a dry <laughs> beer. It's just not tart and sour. No, and and I would expect that you know, being a Flanders Red, that it would be sour. Right. And when I drank it that first time, gotcha. the sample you got me, I was like, what? <laughs> just because I had. Well, I mean, that kind of like goes into expectations. When you try a beer, you have a lot of times you have certain expectations of what to expect, and a lot of times you get let down right away just by smelling the beer. Sometimes you smell the beer and you have great expectations, and then you try the beer and then you're let down. Sometimes you're just let down by the aroma, but the flavor's great, or you know mm. what the label says. You know it's a cool label, or you know you, you go in no matter how hard you try, unless it's completely blind. Right. You have expectations, sure, mm. and and they're hard to get rid of. Well, it's I, hard to be completely unbiased. Also with these these omegongs, I've um, my my experience with their line is that all the beers, or most of their beers, have a similar taste to them. You know, there's, there's certain beers that have sort of that family taste, 
And I would say that Omegang is most one likely. Of those that I mean, you, you get yeast in beers makes up a huge part of the flavor. Mm -hmm. Most breweries use the same yeast strains. I mm -hmm. think Victory is probably one of the few exceptions. Yeah, Victory is all over the map. They, they, they carry twenty-seven strains of yeast in house. Oh, Otter, Otter Creek is like I was saying. Otter Creek is on its way to. Right, to but, having but, like ten or fifteen. You know, Allagash. We were talking about this earlier. Allagash has two strains of yeast that they carry. Well, they don't even carry them. They they send out to White Labs who stores them for them. Um, but most of these breweries, you know, they have limited budgets, limited you know amount of scientific resources. Mm -hmm. That it's easier to carry fewer strains of yeast. You get one that you like that's got a lot of different qualities that you can bring out with different types of malts, maybe adding, you know, additives to it, you know, chocolate or, you know, not necessarily <laughs> rice, those kind of additives, but yeah. good additives yeah. <laughs> um, to bring out different flavors in the beer while keeping the same strain of, of yeast. And so it does lend to having similar underlying characteristics to them. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned Victory, because Victory, I, I love Victory Brewing Company, and, and a lot of their beers, to me, are always great representations of the class that they're from, but there's enough originality in the way that they're, they're conceived and created that makes them special and, and, and unique, but still, you know, without being too wild and, and, out, and outside the box. I, I think that's great, and, and your yeast story then makes a lot of sense, but to me, on the other end of that spectrum, is Saranac, which I always say, it seems like they brew a single kind of beer and then they just squeeze different flavorings into them. You know, <laughs> it reminds so. me of that uh, Simpsons where uh, they went and toured the Duff Brewery and it, it's got one pipe coming in with Duff that splits out into three tubes to Duff, Duff Light and Duff Extra. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's interesting. So I guess the yeast really does make a, make a big difference. This is from Avery Brewing Company. It's called the Reverend. Uh, these guys are out in Colorado. I'm excited because I've seen this and I've had it in my hand and I never tried it. So Avery makes some good big beers. Um, yes, they do. You know, they got make a Mesistopheles. Oh yeah. Um, the Beast. The Beast. The Beast ones. Samuels. They got those sours that they're coming out with now. Yeah. Which you can't get here. Oh, don't get me started. They only sell them at the brewery. You know, it's one of those limited release things. They've got Maharaja, and they just oh, yeah. released uh, Duganay. Look at the color on this, though. It's yeah, this is a lot lighter, a is, lot sweeter. This is like yeah, gold. Yeah, so this one here has kind of an interesting story behind it. Excuse me. One of the sales managers at um, Avery's grandfather died, and he was an uh, ordained Episcopal reverend. And uh, they wanted to make a tribute beer for this man. And so that's what they did. They made kind of something that um, they described as um, strong-willed, assertive, and pure heart, uh, like a heart of candy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sweet and nice and, and so forth. And so Obviously, the man loved licorice. <laughs> smelling, smelling this thing. So this beer um, mm. is uh, they made with... Um, lots of dark candy sugar although with lots of dark candy sugar i would expect a darker, darker color yeah yeah um maybe it wasn't quite so dark maybe it it's, was it's a, really a it's, re it's really like a golden amber i mean it, it's it's cloudy it's a little yeah. bit cloudy and stuff that really is a a bright beer for it is it's very bright the description um, kind of lighter on the on the color than you would expect from a normal quad 
It's, it's, fr it's noticeably but it, fruity. It's, it, it's, it really has like that rum mm -hmm. sweetness to it, right on the nose. The candy, the candy it's, rum. You know, that huge sweet sugar taste, uh, sweet sugar nose. Yeah, lots of fruitiness. You guys can take this as you will. My wife would love this beer. <laughs> That's good. You married well, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you can share. You know what? There's a huge amount of sweetness in the nose, but it's not necessarily there in the, in the, in the flavor. It's, it's sweet, but it's not intensely sweet, and it's actually got a little bit of bitterness to it on the end. So they actually call this color shot. Twani. Because <laughs> I'm, all I'm getting is that sugar taste. Lots of yeah, sugar. really? With, with heat. I'm almost getting like I'm a getting sugar and heat. That's it. Like a grass flavor when it first hits my my palate. For me, I, we're all three on different pages here. Mm. For me, I have um, it's like a dark fruit with bitterness. Almost no sweetness to it. No heat. Hmm. It's just um, spiciness, and you know what I'm saying. What I'm tasting is not even close to what they describe here. You guys are describing more of what they describe in on their website. Mm -hmm. Um, saying, you know, cherries and currants and molasses. Um, they do say an underlying spiciness, which... I, I get I get a little bit of that on the finish. With and, the and they said a high alcohol. And they said it's wow. sinfully smooth, considering the high alcohol. Um, I'll give them that. Uh, See, I disagree. I, I think with this, the, the, the alcohol is not that well hidden. You know, I, I, I like this beer, I but I don't find it to be assertive like they describe it. Yeah. I, I agree with you as far as the alcohol not being hidden, but it's not hidden in a way. I, I mean, I I can go for an alcohol that's flavor, it. but it's not hidden in a way that's very palatable. Like sometimes, you know, there, there's a sweetness to it and, and uh, a roundness to, to, to the flavor that I think is uh, a lot nicer than some of the other stuff that we've tried that had a little bit of that alcohol finish that was just sort of straight graininess. To me, this is taste. It's a, it's a thin. It's, it's fairly thin, um, with a lot of bitterness spiciness but that alcohol is completely hidden mm. um, it's a very interesting beer and I you know I think that the hops are using the styrian goldings are really prevalent in this beer it's not my not my favorite so far I'm gonna I like it but I like all I like yeah. a lot of the styles a good it's one of my favorite styles but uh you know the initial that the initial sip as it first gets to tip my tongue it's this medicinal bitter quality right away then it gets sweet as it goes across my tongue so i'm getting like that that sugar like a like a the rum the molasses kind of a kind of a flavor dark brown sugar and the finish is just almost just disappears and there goes the beer like i don't taste it anymore i, I, don't, I, don't, I don't find i don't you know like you i, I enjoy this beer it's not the most complex beer mm -mm. that we've had um, but it does have some very interesting qualities to it, you know, with the, the spiciness, um, you're getting a lot of sweetness, which was a little different from the, the traditional Belgians. So, you know, we don't know what their intent behind the beer really was. Was it to be a quad or is that where they ended up, this beer ended up being was closest to that quad style, mm -hmm. you know, to me, based on the story, it sounds like they wanted to create a beer. So they created a beer. They tasted it, you know, somebody asked them to categorize it, and that's where they put it. Boom, it's quad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it could, you know, based on the alcohol, the, the attributes that it had, and, and so forth, that 
And it's and maybe the Eastern tasting this, and this is just my perception. I would label this as a Belgian strong dark ale rather than a quad. This is where I think the, the wine gets drawn. You know, and quite frankly, it could be. But, That's, you I, know, I agree. I, I don't know. I agree with that. Quadruple sounds pretty cool, though. Yeah, quadruple. Quadruple <laughs> makes everything <laughs> Come sound Come on. You look at this label. Look at this label. You know, it's got the reverend, the stained glass, and, you know, it says a reverend, and then, you know, right above that, the reverend, and below the, the name, it says quadruple ale. Well, and also... I mean, that's kind of cool. So now on to Sly Fox. Unfortunately for Sly Fox... Oh, God. <laughs> they've not fared very well on past beer brawls. Not to say that they don't make good beer. The couple of beers that we've had from them didn't fare very well on some of our beer balls. What did you have? Um, we had one we did at Andy's Corner Bar, which was their project beer, I think. Which is a single hot pale ale, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and, and that one was, it was, it was middle of the road for all the beers that we had that night. Okay. We had it on draft. Yeah. No, we had it off cask. Nice. Um, it was still middle of the road. Okay. Um, we had their raspberry beer. The raspberry reserve, yeah. Which I liked. But nobody else did. Of course, <laughs> um, it was it was intense. It was like literally drinking raspberry juice or raspberry jam. Yeah, I mean it was an intense beer. It is, it is very intense. <laughs> if you don't like raspberries, you're not gonna like stay, this beer. Stay clear of that. One. I tend yeah. to get snobby when things like that happen to beer. I well, tend to get a little bit. Actually, you, know? you were talking about pilsners a little earlier. Their pipeline pills is wonderful. <laughs> wonderful example of stuff. So, you know, nonetheless, even though they've had some bad luck, we still include them. They are fairly local, so, uh, you know, why not? And, uh, and they make a, a pretty good wide variety of styles of beer, you know? They're like, they're like Victory or Trogues, you know, another one of those Pennsylvania breweries that just has a lot of different things going on. And mm -hmm. so, probably, probably a brewmaster who kind of knows what's going on at the same time. They, well, they also don't have many corked bottles. No, and, and, and Sly Fox really is a brewery that focuses more on producing kegged beer than they do on, on bottled or, or canned product. Um, they're, they do a lot of one-offs at the ah! They really know how to cork a beer, though. When they cork it, they're serious about it. Damn! <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's really... Wow. I could have run a corkscrew. I'm going to bash top my hand on yeah. the table. Why, why did the beer explode me? Yeah. Wow, brutal. Success! I feel like a man. See, if they make you work for it, it tastes better. There you go. Yeah. It's just gonna piss me off. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dark. Wow. That might be the darkest one so far, yeah. This is like a chump. <laughs> dark, dark, dark. <laughs> All right, so Sly Fox. This is another 10% ABV. Um, this one's nice. They give you the IBUs on this one to 20. So we know we're not gonna get too much hop on this. Uh, basically, they say it's still brewed with uh, German Pilsner and roasted malts. Candy sugar and that's it. You know, they don't give you any indication as to how the beer should taste or be. They say it's luscious and seductive, um, good for your soul. Yep, and the body. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a lazy observation here. It's like Saint Bernard's Light. Y you know what I mean? It's, it's like it's very effervescent. It, it smells very similar, and the initial taste is very similar. But then the bottom just kind of goes out of it. And it disappears. It's very light. It has, it has a nice aroma to it. Oh. I like the aroma. I mean, it, it's, it's got this slight cherry fruitiness to it, a little bit of raisin. Color is kind of like a 
you know, light chocolate color. It's very effervescent too on the tongue. It's, yes. it's, it's yeah, nice. very, very tight carbonation. One of the big differences is that uh, if you actually look at the foam on this, the foam is actually fairly loosely packed. It's not a dense foam mm -hmm. as big, you get on some of them. Big bubbles. It's big bubbles, so it's probably going to be fairly carbonated. It disappears. <laughs> it's no, see, I don't get a lot of heat on this. It's not necessarily heat, but it's that that flavor of alcohol. Like a rumminess. It's not like a burniness. Burniness. Mm. <laughs> um, a burning flavor. It's more of like that rum. It's more like medicinal rum than necessarily medicinal. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, you know, it's got some pretty good uh, bitterness to it as well. And it's definitely roasty. I'm, I'm quite enjoying this beer, actually. I think this is probably the first beer, I've, second beer I've liked from Cyflox. Jim, I, I agree with your point. I, I, I feel like the finish does lack some, like that, that end palate. It just, like the beer just kind of disappears for a minute. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. But right. it comes back. It does. It, it does. comes back. But it, it, it comes, comes back with, with, with well, it's, it's a rum finish. It comes back with a rum finish, but that sort of the, the bottom end of, of of the body of the beer just sort of it, it, it doesn't have a lot of body to begin with. Yeah. It's 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 got a fairly thin mouthfeel all the way through. It's 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 got a lot of carbonation, you know, really kind of fizzy, you know, effervescence and, and fizzles in your mouth a little bit, and then it kind of drops out. But then it comes back for me with more of a a slightly chocolatey bitterness to it. I'll, I'll say this about this. If this came from a, a Trappist Belgian brewery, you know, if, if it came from one of those, those, those breweries and it, it had the Trappist logo on the label, I think a lot more people would find a way to love this beer. You know, you'd say, you'd say, oh, they're doing their own little variation on, on what, you know, the, the other And it comes down to, you know, labels and perception, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay, so next up we have... Weyerbacher Quad. So this is another Pennsylvania <laughs> brew. <is there? laughs> I guess it's only our second one tonight. We got a New York one. A so, lot, of, a lot of good things come out of Pennsylvania. Yeah, we're, we're not going to complain. We've been talking about them all night long. As a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah, right. Who knows about how much we'll actually end up on this podcast? But nonetheless, so here we got our twelve first twelve ounce, the second twelve ounce bottle. Uh, so this is eleven point eight percent. Um, it's got no label on it, so we're just going to assume it is a Weyerbacher quad. <laughs> yeah. We do have another bottle does with it, a label on it. Does it smell it. like pumpkins? Uh -uh. Oh, man. <laughs> so this wow. one, it, it's fairly light in color. It actually almost looks viscous through the glass. Looks like it was... Yeah. Uh, this is going to really ask a funny question here. It looks like the American ones we get into. Now, Oma Gang, not so much, but Avery and Sly Fox... And now, especially with this Weyerbacher, these guys look a little filtered to you, or what? Yeah, it's this, fairly. This filtered. one especially is very clean. Like this is yeah. this is this is the most out of all. But the Avery was the second, and then the the Sly Fox, it's, it's even not, though it was dark, a, you could tell it was. It's transparent. not a bottle conditioned beer. It's not. It's not. I mean, this, if you look at it, I mean, there's no there's no sediment on the bottom. You know, it's not a bottle conditioned beer. It, it, I'm surprised to say it's going to last three to five years, but it's probably because of the alcohol content. Mm. It smells. I, I I like I like the way this smells. It smells. There's there's a lot of cherries on the nose. It's got a to me. It's to like it. it's like a rum cake. Right. It's very sweet. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sweet. Alcohol, yeah, right? Honey and a lot of alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It's 11.8 percent. There's a lot of alcohol. And it's it's all up front, huh? Yeah. It, it really hits the front of your mouth. Bananas. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. It's like it's like a, a bananas foster with the rum and yeah, the sugar it, and the. Uh, that's a real good that's, <laughs> The bananas tend to come from the yeast. Mm. It, the banana profile in beer like a German, comes from the yeast. Like a German. So they're probably yeast. using some strain of yeast in here that, at the fermentation temperature, is going to give it those banana. Or it's, it's brewed by monkeys. <laughs> you know what? I hadn't yes. thought of that. <laughs> not just not just any monkeys. They'd be uh, hold on here. They're gonna be flying monkeys. Flying monkeys. <laughs> Holy flying monkeys! There you go. There you go. Holy flying monkeys. So, so this is a quadruple German hef that's filtered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, wow. That's got. I mean, the raisins and the rum, right on, and the flavor, mm. and it's then a, the bananas at the end. Somebody took a ride up the road to High Point and picked up a bottle of the uh, classic wheat. I don't know. I mean, this and filtered is, it. It's not what I was expecting from a quad, no. first off. Um, with that said, I don't know if I really am enjoying this beer the way I would a normal quad. I think they mixed up their labels with, uh, with their, you know, Weisenbach or something like that. I mean, this, this is, is, you know, it doesn't have much, a label on it. This is much lighter in color than the um, even on the nose, I guess. Slam Dunkel. But you know what? If I look at this other one, I mean, at the light, they're the yeah, same they color. Look the same, yeah, they look the same, and you got them out of the do, same four do, pack. Do you want to crack? Yeah, do you want to crack the second bottle and see? Or? No, not really. Great, I'm stuck with the other three. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, weren't you saying before that this is? Something that Weyerbacher recommends you wait six months before you... Oh, yeah. yeah, right right here, even on, on their their website, they, uh, they 12 say... 12 or so months. They say it'll be best after a period of 12 months. So let me ha see if they have a bottle date on here. I don't think they do. I prefer if they held it at the brewery. Three yeah. to five years. Well, yeah, hold it at the brewery, then re release it when it's ready to drink. Don't exactly. sit around. Because they don't, let it, they don't say that it. on their label. You know, mm. They say it on their website. You know, is it a, is it a post? Uh oh, let's correct ourselves. You know, we've already shipped out all this stuff. Yeah. Now we gotta update. We should update our website saying you should wait a little bit. You know, I, I like get, a lot of the Weyerbacher beers. Uh, this one's just not. It's not cutting it for me. You know, I had I had higher expectations from the brewery and um, from this beer. You know, typically everything at Weyerbacher is done by design. Um, they're very, very thorough in their planning, so it would surprise me mm. if what you're conjecturing is what actually happened. No, I don't know. But, you know, yeah, I'm, but, I'm looking. You know, I'm listening. I mean, but why were you going to have banana esters? You know, you know what? In right. a quad. True. I, I can't explain that, it's, and if you can't, but, I mean, rationalize it, and if I can't rationalize it in my head, hmm. then I'm just really not going to drink no, the beer. No, and that makes sense, and I, and I agree with you. I mean. Uh, it's it's a strange quad as is, mm -hmm. unless it's one of those things where the the you know the, the beer was was crafted, created, and tasted, and they're like, well, what do we call it? Well, that's cool. Let's call it a quad. Well, you know what? They're no, past because years I, I've had quads. Quads. Quad. Yeah. You know, they've won numerous awards yeah. all over the country. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe somebody dropped the wrong yeast in by accident. And they didn't pick up on it until it was too late. Maybe it's just a bad bottle. Well, we can try the other one. You guys want to try the other one? Let's come back to it. All right. Yeah, revisit if that. we decide to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that banana really throws everything for yeah. a loop. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's almost like the yeast they were using, somehow the temperature and the fermentation tank got too high. Instead of being, you know, when, that, when there's, a, there's, a, there's several strains of yeast, 
that they use in the, the Hefeweizens and so forth. They ferment at higher temperatures. The higher temperature goes, the more banana you get. If you ferment them at lower temperatures, then you tend to reduce the banana ester flavor in the beer. So if you're using, maybe they're using several yeasts, I don't know, mm. um, but uh, if you had that type of yeast in the bottle, and that, or in the fermentation tank, and it got too warm, it can produce a lot of banana esters. And it might just be a one-off thing of, you know, several pallets of beer. Right, that were, one, bad, one bad batch. Yeah, uh, they got a bad batch out of, you know, however many dozens of batches they make. We're gonna right. wind up opening the other one. We are, we are gonna end up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for now, let's move on. Yes. All right. This is the one I'm most anxious to try. Yeah. This is the rigor mortis, and <laughs> a nice name. <laughs> you look at the label, and <laughs> it's a great. I, all these labels from this company, this brewery, are just amazing. I yeah. mean, the artistic quality that goes behind it, um, and it's one of the few um, female-owned breweries in the world. True. If you didn't know that, there's not a lot of breweries that are owned and operated uh, by women. I uh, got Studes and. Uh, Philly, this one in, in uh, what is it, Montreal. Yeah, mm -hmm. Montreal, yep. um, Montreal, Quebec. Um, Where's some other ones? I can't remember. Um, oh, New Belgium, big one. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, oh wait, why don't we all know that? Because uh, they don't distribute. They oh yeah, right. They don't they, distribute they to New Jersey. Theirs, they send theirs to where? North Carolina and Tennessee. Who is drinking good yeah, beers so, out there? So if you're in New Jersey and want New Belgium beer, you can go to uh, Brews and Ales. Call them. And uh, they can, they'll send up uh, beer to New Jersey. All right. So here we got a 10.5 ABV. This is, they call it a strong brown ale, inspired by Trappist monks. Um, See, to me, the word inspired by, those words give them a little wiggle room. You know, you know which, right. is, which is sometimes good. You say inspired by, it says, you know, there might be a departure here. And that's, uh, that's okay by me. Speaking of women. In your, in, your brew, in your brew club, in your, in your brew club, how many women are members? Uh, what I, the one that I started? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The first meeting we had, we had uh, three. Three out of how many people? Uh, what was it eight? Eight, ten people there? Yeah. So yeah. a third, 30%. almost third. Yeah, almost thirty yeah. percent, or give or take. Yeah. We're actually, you know, really trying to limit the number of people. How about your other your the beer club you're in for a while, the brew club? For what? The other club you're in. It meets in uh, the homebrew club. Yeah, none, none, none. Okay, so but there's only there are usually only like six or seven people that show up to that. Okay, uh, and so far, you know, I've been going to meetings there for three years, and I've never seen never seen a woman. A, a woman. But there, there are lots of women there's lot, there are lots there. of one of my women. Uh, one of my best friends. His uh, he married a homebrewer. Well, you find one. You, that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't let her go. Right? She, she makes a wonderful chocolate cream stout. This smells uh, really. This smells really good. Yeah. This smells like a like a big this is, boy. This is what I was expecting. Beer, you know, that's uh, uh, out of a, a quad. This is kind of going back to the style now. It's like we yeah. Yeah. we hung out in America it's, and it's like let's go back to Belgium, but instead we're in Canada. Yeah. You know, this is very caramel, malty, alcohol, chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely uh, get the chocolate on it. Dark fruit, fig, raisin, a lot. I mean, this aroma on this beer is is pretty intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, lot, a little bit of sour in going the on too. I haven't yeah. had a chance to taste it, but uh, oh. a lot of complexity. 
I wouldn't expect sour out of this brewery. I, I, all the beers I've had, I've never. It's just a little, a little, just a touch hint. at the end. It's nice. Almost like the St. Bernardus. It's like they went back to the style, but they kind of went above. Like they did a really good representation yeah, yeah. of it. And there's a little bit, a little and bit. it's almost kind of like, um, almost kind of tastes like it's a dark chocolate, really strong bitterness and a slight sourness to it. Yeah. 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 I definitely get that. So what the, what they say out of this, um, intense malty sweet flavors mixed with a chocolate and caramel. We got all those. Um, red fruit and spice flavors. You know, I hate that term. Fruit. It's spiced, right? Fruit and spice. You can review beers all day long and say... <laughs> it's got fruit. It's got dried fruit flavors. Dark and fruit. Spicy undertones. Now, which dark fruit is that? Yeah. And are we talking about a beer or wine? Yeah, right? Yeah. So then they say spice. There's a little bit of spice, but it's more, I get more of a bitterness. This is cool, because this is, this, you know, l like you said, Kevin, it, it takes me back to the Trappist Rochefort or, or, you know, the, uh, the, the St. Bernard's a little bit. Um, so it's, it's definitely in the style, but at the same time, there's variation in here. It's a very you know, chocolatey. They, there's a signature yeah. in here, and, and that, that chocolate too, and, and those dark fruits. Sorry, yeah. um, you know the, the the tartness with that and with the chocolate and things like that gives this almost a, a little bit of a desserty quality, which is really really nice. This is probably one of the more complex beers that we've tasted so far yeah. tonight. Well, one of the things I came across is that a lot of these dark beers in uh, Belgium are used as uh, aperitifs or digestives. Mm -hmm. This would be perfect, you know, complement your dessert uh -huh. before dessert, but ever after dinner as you're waiting for your your creme brulee or whatever the heck to show up at the table, you know, and also, cannoli, whatever. And also the uh, the mouthfeel is it's, it's very light, and the the alcohol is is there, but it's sort of to, for in my palate tied in with almost a cherry flavor that that comes after the chocolate, which is really really nice. It's sort of like if the Trappist Rochefort is the beer that is so imbalanced and everything is is like really laid back and stuff, but complex but very drinkable. This is sort of like that, but they're they're celebrating the complexity a little bit more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of going for it a little bit more. Yeah. It's yeah. a this really is, this neat is a, beer. This is a delicious beer. It's also only 9.5% ABV. So it's actually the lowest ABV yeah. of all of them that we've had. The Oma Gang was uh, 9.8. This, this is 10.5. Oh, you know what? You're right. The bottle says 10.5. Their website says... I got 10.5. I've got 10.5 from their website oh. over here. Yeah, wherever I got, I got 9.5 from somewhere. But 10.5. So, I mean, it's still, yeah. as far as what we have, I mean, it's high, but it's still fairly and low. This is, yeah, this you know, as Jim was pointing out, this is a beer that has a wonderful balance with the, with the alcohol that's present. The alcohol is more prevalent in the nose mm -hmm. yeah. than I would say in the mouth. But it's not hidden, it's utilized, yes. I guess. Is, and is and that's, a a, to, that's a good way to put it. You know. Because you're not trying to hide it, right? but you're not trying to kill the drinker with it either. Right. They worked with you know? it rather than utilized, trying to go against Utilized it. alcohol, I like that. No, but it's, it's, it's a flavor. I mean, hey, it's, you gotta it, remember it that term. Yeah. I'm gonna steal it. Yeah. <laughs> I, already, I already stole it, put it down there. I'm like, that's exactly yeah. how I'd describe you know, it if I thought of it first. You know, after like nine <laughs> beers, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna remember much anything. <laughs> All right, so, so next we have the Panapot, which uh, John graciously bought, brought for us. This is a 2007, and uh, I assume this is a quad. Yes. I know nothing about this beer, so I'll let, uh, let you fill us in on this beer since I have no notes about it because uh, it's uh, a surprise. It's from the Distrus Brewery in Belgium. Um, it's also known as Old Fisherman's Ale. Um, the story behind it is that... Um, 
the uh, the panapo is actually uh, the term for the fishing boats that the fishermen's used, and uh, they created this beer kind of in honor of them. Uh, you know, a, a hearty, uh, foaming beer that uh, <laughs> start pouring. <laughs> you know, that can uh, revive the uh, fishermen after coming in from a, a long winter's fishing day. This looks like this almost is, like a porter, right? This is the darkest by far. It's yeah. like porter color. Yeah, yeah. But ale body. Yeah, yeah. American ale body. Wow. And this is 10%. For Omegangza, the baby, right? Oh, that smell is beautiful. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. This, okay, this is a bouquet. The aroma on this one, <laughs> this is a bouquet. Hey, hey, Mark, hope you're listening. Yeah. I mean, the rest of my, you know, good noses, good smell. This is yeah, pretty. Yeah. For smell, yeah. if a smell can be you pretty. Get, you get the dark fruit, you get the heat a little bit. Yeah, this is a like bit. a current. Yeah, there's also, there's also Fig. like a... I don't know if floral is the right word, it is, but the I way everything, everything's floral. coming together, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's so like a refined. bouquet of flowers. I mean, yeah. you know. It smells like nature meant this to happen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll excuse you for a minute while you go have your beergasm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where's the alcohol? That's so well hidden. <laughs> it might, um, there's some beer left in the bottle. It might be in the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the the... It's got a lot of effervescence to it, so it kind of really kind of tingles your mouth a lot, mm. and the sweetness with the, all these fruit flavors in there. Yeah. I mean, it's like. But it, it, <laughs> you know, you talk about the alcohol, and it's not it's not in the in the body. I mean, it's it's in there a little bit. It, it's bringing everything together really nicely. But you can kind of feel it in your chest. Yeah. You know, just a little bit. And yeah, I you like, don't feel it in your throat? No. And no. you don't feel it in the back of no, your mouth? No, just, just a little bit on the, Just a little bit yeah. in the subcockles. Yeah. <laughs> subcockles. Twice you've used that. We're going to have to play a drinking game now. Yeah. Anytime John mentions subcockles. He's got to drink. I mean, you can really get the sense of, of aging. Mm. You know, there's all these other beers that we've had. These are, you know. Yeah. Relatively fresh. Yeah. You know, they're within several months of hitting the United States, mm-hmm. or with their brew in the United States. You know, I, I probably would say they're all probably under six months, six to eight months old. This is uh, um, th- th- I'm this just is, burp- burping, so don't mind me. <laughs> this is th- this this actually uh, reminds me quite a bit when when I first kind of fell in love with the Trappist Rochefort beers. Uh, I had a Trappist Rochefort 8, and it was, I found it like the most unlikely place. It was, I think it was visiting my folks in Milwaukee, and it was in this, this beer store, and I could tell that that had been there for a long time. It was very dusty or whatever, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I bought it, and I drank it, and it had the same mellow, sweet qualities that this, this beer has, and it's very hard to do especially with a with an alcohol content the way this one has this is a this is a really really refined beer i almost get like a little bit of coffee as this warms yeah. up yeah mm-hmm. i've got you've got all the other bottles over by you does any, do any of them say anything about being brewed with spices no you don't really get a lot of spices on this no that's why maybe like a little I mean, if, you, if you, now that you mention it you know i taste like a little bit of cinnamon yeah on the finish uh, you know but I wouldn't have called it out 
if you hadn't said brewed with spices. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't thinking I'm looking for in it. that direction. I've been looking for it on my palate. I'm thinking, do any of the other ones have it? No, I wouldn't expect so. You know, but then again, that rigor mortis, I mean, they, they brew with some interesting stuff, so. Yeah. It's, the, the thing I love about drinking beer with other people is that, you know, you, you taste something and you know how it tastes and you, you know, whatever, and then somebody else says something and you're like, hey, yeah, right. you know. And so you say spices, you said cinnamon, and, and suddenly I can, I, can, I can sense the cinnamon in the nose, I can sense it in the body a little bit and a little bit in the finish, and it's, it's mm -hmm. if it is in there, it's, it's a wonderful addition. All right, you guys ready? Grand finale. Need a new glass. You know, I'm kind it's of special full. Glass. All right. Uh, no. Maybe more for the rest of us. <laughs> the bottle opener is right, right here. This beer wins for best cap. <laughs> All right, so here. Best label. <laughs> we got the Westie. Best bottle 12. integrity. <laughs> we got the Westie 12. This is actually the 2006 version. It's got no label on it. The only way you know it's a Westie is the cap. And uh, apparently the code on the top indicates some year. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't ask the monks because they don't talk. Yeah, and, and if, especially when the, the number goes into the black, it's really hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> especially when the other number says 26, I, you know, 26040, and that's all I get on the top. 26,040 days since what? Yeah. <laughs> or was brewed on the, you know, April 26th. <laughs> yeah, that's you it. You know, it's European. Right. Do the yeah. day first. Right. Way, way to kill, the cool, way to, way to kill the, the cool story, you know, like star date. Don't want to. <laughs> day 26,000. All right, so hopefully this lives up to the hype. Mm. Cheers. Let's find out. It's got a very similar nose to the last one. You know, it doesn't smell like my back alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we're all laughing. That's <laughs> that's that's because Kevin, who had a bottle, what was it, 08? Um, 07? Oh, God, it might have been might have been a very early 09. I think it turned out to, oh, my God. Yeah, it, <laughs> it turned out to, turned out to he, holy crap. dropped it. <laughs> I, was, I was crying as it was in midair. Like, I, already a tear was down my cheek. Yeah. Why is this happening? <laughs> Why me? I have the video. I'll send it to you. <laughs> it's probably one of those things you, you, can, you can speak a soliloquy <laughs> as you see it falling in the air, but there's nothing your body can do. <laughs> I love the lack the of, I love the lack of, of pave, the pavement and motor the oil pavement. in the nose. <laughs> there's, there's no pavement motor oil here. Amazing. The one I had tasted a lot like blacktop. Uh, I mean, this <laughs> is a freeze. <laughs> I mean, we talk about malty beers, and this mm, is this a malt is... bomb. Well, it smells, it smells a little bit, to me at least, uh, the nose of it, a little bit like wine. Mm. It's very um, sweet. Yeah, like, a lot of raisins. Raisin, for sure. Yeah. And that more of a port yeah. aroma than necessarily. Mm -hmm. like, we talked about rum and a lot of them. Uh, the aging, I think, has kind of... Absolutely burned away a lot of the, the strongness that you get an alcohol that we associate with rum, mm -hmm. and more of a, a subdued sweetness, mm. which you get more with a port. Now this is like, uh, if, you, if you really, really small bread, you know, real small ones, but I get like an almost amarone kind of a quality that goes along with the raisins. 
Like it's just a nice concentration. I'm sorry, we don't speak wine here. <laughs> <laughs> so I forgot I do have a. <laughs> We're beer geeks. <laughs> Take your wine outside. Yeah. I've branched out. I'm sorry. Yeah. We could do what I start talking about we, scotch. We, we, allow, <laughs> we allow the scotch okay. and the whiskey. Yeah. They're acceptable. Right. No. Cause, cause, <laughs> they have malt. Well, because sometimes we're in a hurry, you know, but the wine. Hey, our wine manager, he'll be happy to hear that I actually mentioned something. Hey, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually get a little bit of a wine quality Yeah. if I inhale it with my mouth open. Wow. That's why it's I got like, him a big mouth breather. It's a very strong beer. Yeah. With the um, younger one, it was... It was not as much out. Al- this is less alcohol than the younger. This is ten point two. It's definitely mellowed out. Um, this is a Trappist beer. Mm. I get that that earthy, dusty quality that I got in the Rochefort as well. Yeah, but it's also we, we, a lot of these we've had have a highly carbonated. This one, it's really the carbonation's almost gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's very subdued. Su- subdued, almost non-existent mm-hmm. as far as the mouthfeel goes. Mm-hmm. It's almost enough. I mean, it's got a head to it, so you know it's not flat. Yeah. Mm. But there really isn't any carbonation in the beer uh, to to kind of liven up your mouth, I guess. Mm. You know. I'm not gonna call it divine, like you like you no. hear everybody brag I, I, you about. You know it. what? It's a good beer. It's a good beer, and um, mm. I, it maybe I think it's been oxidized a little bit. I think this beer is oxidized. But but yeah, but I think that plays into the beer though. I think so, but uh, I think it works for the beer, not against it. I kind of enjoyed drinking your I think beer Panapo. better. I think yeah. that the beer of the night is the Panapo. I was yeah. I was thinking the same thing as far as the you know the, I, the, the balance and the finish and the sweetness of that beer that was amazing. This is very good, and, and I'm this very is happy a, this that is you're, a delicious you're sharing. Beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's wonderful. You know, I, I was saying before we got on, we started recording that uh, you know I had this in my cellar. It's a uh, 06. You know, but what's the point of it being in the cellar forever? You know, right. you got four beer geeks sitting in a room. Pull out the big guns. I mean, <laughs> you know, right. pull out the beers. Pull the. I mean, you know, that's what John did, and that's what I did, and. Uh, and the last three in particular, wonderful, wonderful beers. I think I think number first one, the Rockford Rochefort, and then the last, like you said, the last three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the the more authentic we got, the better it was. Well, all right. Let's let's wrap this up. I mean, we, we've gone on for a long time here. Jim is our guest tonight. Hmm. Out of all of these, which was your favorite? Uh, the clear, the clear winner was 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 the Penapote, the 2007, the Old Fisherman's Ale. This was a wonderful beer. It was subtle. It was balanced. It was delicious. Uh, but of the beers here that you could go out and buy, which I think, as people are listening and, yeah. and have access to. Uh, you're not going to go wrong with with any member of the Rochefort family, in in my opinion. Uh, but for me, the uh, the Du Du Ciel Rigor Mortis um, is a beer that I am going to purchase this evening and take home. Uh, it was assuming uh, we finish out before they close. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. hour and a half. There you go. Take the time. time. Good, because I have I have a shopping list actually. Uh, but but that was Kevin. Kevin likes to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. Nobody can help you fill up a cart like Kevin. Uh, so so I would say I would say that that certainly the the Panapo was 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 
really, really top notch. But you know, if you're out looking for a really great example of, of a Belgian quad, uh, the Rochefort to me is, is where you would start. And then if you want something that's a little bit more out there and a little bit more extravagant, I would say the, the Dudu CL uh, rigor mortis cool. is the way to go. Nice. How about you, Kevin? Well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Jim a lot, of the, a lot of the way across here. Like the, the two shining stars are, the, are the, obviously, to me, the Trappists, the, uh, the Westie and the Rochefort. Um, because they're, they're pretty much like right to the style. I know a monk made them, and I know you're not, you know, what's in the bottle is, is what I'm expecting. They're almost perfect for the style. But then you get to that DUTCL, and that's like a party. <laughs> it's like, like you said before, with the confidence and every, like everything in that bottle just, just reeks of like following a style, sticking to it, but then trying to push the envelope at the same time and, and not really be offensive. And it's probably one of, the, one of the best ones we've had tonight. And the Panapo, I'm not gonna, that's just a wonderful beer. It's been aged, it's bottle conditioned. Again, it's close to the uh, to Trappist style but it's not a Trappist. The other guys, they all just sort of fall in line with the Americans down near the bottom. <laughs> you know, I think I'll enjoy the Americans. I enjoy the Oma Gang the most because it was just different and odd. How about you, John? Um, I, I was pleasantly surprised by the St. Bernardus. Um, that was one that I hadn't had before. I really like the, uh, I hate using the word, but drinkability of it. Um, I like how it, the light-bodied quality of it, how it, it really kind of presented itself as a beer you didn't have to have maybe, you know, four to five ounces of, but you could have, you know, a good 12 ounces and maybe come back for more after a nice uh, rib or lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, love the DDCL. I wrote two words, chocolate quad. <laughs> it's just yeah. so much fun. Uh, but my beer of the night is the Panapo. I'm I'm kind of a geek for aging beer, and you know the two years on that is just outstanding. Yeah, I, I I'm right away with you. For me, Panapo, it was my favorite of the night. I quite frankly was a little bit disappointed in the Westy 12, and probably it's because I built it up so much in my head, and you know I, I thought it, it oxidized um, a little much than this particular bottle and cap could handle. Um, you know, it's different. Every cap is different. Uh, every bottle is different. One word of advice, people are listening. If you have a beer that's capped and you want to age it, dip it in paraffin. It'll help. <laughs> All right. It, it, for those, it, it'll help uh, create a, a more permanent oxygen seal around the top. Like, like just, just the top of the, it, Just right? the paraffin yeah. wax around the top. It, it'll create a, a seal that the cap will stay on and you know the, the caps they'll leak oxygen even though the oxygen caps i mean these are all have oxygen caps so you see the little plastic right. ring inside they're all oxygen caps you know they're meant to keep the oxygen out of the beer longer but you know after four years you know it's gonna leak yeah. it's the way it is mm. so if you want a beer you have a beer like that tip it in paraffin if you're gonna age it for a while not going to hurt the beer. Not going to hurt the bottle. Maybe if you want to resell it on eBay, it might hurt it. But uh, it could hurt your fingers. Yes. Open them is a little tough. Yeah. Dark, dark lord. And then, you know, as far as the rest of them go, 
Um, yeah. The, the rigor mortis. <laughs> the rigor mortis. <laughs> I can pronounce yes. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> the rigor mortis um, it was my favorite, uh, along with the uh, Oh My Gang, Three Philosophers. I, I really enjoyed that one. And, and quite frankly, the St. Bernardus, too. Yeah, I like that as well. Uh, but then again, those two have like a little bit of sour quality to them, which, you know. Is your bias right now. It, it is, and yeah. I don't know where to go from after sour. Yeah. All right, anyway, so we wrap this up. I want to thank Jim, Beer and Whiskey Brotherhood. You guys can check them out online. Kevin from the Liquor Outlet. I mean, <laughs> guys got a great, great selection of beer here, and, uh, you know, I, I drop a crap load of money at the store. <laughs> always, always, always a pleasure. <laughs> and Kevin's always happy to take your crap loads. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you know, if you buy 10 big bottles, you save 10%. Yes. That's 12. <laughs> Or by 12. <laughs> actually, you have one of the few places that actually gives a, a discount on the case. Or, or, you know, the big bottle case. Yeah, you we, know, like wine. Yeah, if, it, if it's 7.50, 22-ounce. Yeah. I think even some of the smaller, like the 11. If it comes with a single bottle off the wall, Yeah. It'll, uh, it goes towards 10% discount on a case, 12 But you, case, you're one so. of the few places that does that, and that's really cool. Yeah. Also, John, honored in. Sure. It's always a pleasure. Great, great knowledge to this podcast. So. It's always a pleasure to uh, drink great beer. Yes. Well, you can listen to Simply Beer Podcasts on iTunes or download them straight from our website, simplybeer.com. Uh, we add content several times a week, so check in. Leave us comments. We like to read them. You can follow us on Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com slash simplybeer. Or follow us on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash simplybeer. Uh, that's it for tonight. So this is Peter Kennedy, brewer and creator of Simply Beer, saying goodnight and may your pint always be full.